0: nate's come out with another awesome tool for the swimming community it's called swim nerd live and it allows the data and times from your actual scoreboard to be broadcast and viewed in real time on any smart tv phone or other device it has all the information you're looking for event heat lane name of swimmer times and places one click on any device and they're watching you swim meet live in real time Go to swimpractice.com to learn more. Okay, Terry McKeever, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thank you. Good, good. Excited to be here. (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. and uh, Thanks for for spending the time. Now, listen, um, I was doing some research and I'm going to read something and uh, I want you to tell me if this is accurate, but this is, this is your intro. Okay. You're regarded as the most, uh, as one of the most accomplished swimming mentors in the United States, if not the world, Terry McKeever is in her 29th season overseeing the university of California, women's swimming and diving program. I got that from your bio and I think that's super accurate. So whoever wrote that uh, deserves a little pay raise right there.
1: Well, they get paid to say nice things about the coaching staff here. Right. But, um, no, I, I, um, you know, I, I feel very, very fortunate to be able to be at one place for so long and and um, really put my mark and and been around, surrounded by some amazing people that have obviously um, helped me be successful and, and in turn the team be successful, so. Um,
0: well, is there anything to learn from that? How have you been there for so long? How have you been so successful uh, at, at the one program for so long? Is there, I mean, I'm sure you've seen Um, you know, athletic directors come and go. You've seen a multitude of different coaches come and go. How have you been able to stay this so long and be so successful?
1: I think that's a really good question. I think that um, early on in my career, I really struggled here. And I, I don't think it, it, I think I had to learn what Cal was about and I had to learn what Terry McKeever was about, and what was important to to me. And did those two things match? You know, does does the type of person that wants to spend their college years in Berkeley at an institution like Berkeley um, does that fit in line with what I want to do? Um, you know, in in the pool. And and I think that. Um, you know, early on, I'll be honest, I did try to get out of here. <laughs> and um, fortunately, I wasn't successful in doing that. And that um, kind of came a time when I was like, OK, I'm just going to put the program back in the top 10 and then I'm out. You know, I, I just I, I don't want to do this anymore. And and um, and as that happened and the things I think I learned about myself um, really, you um, Mesh together in a place where um, I I love being here. I love living in California. I'm a native Californian. Feel very fortunate in in that regard. And um, I love working at an institution where the education is, um, as you know, world class. And mm-hmm. we talk a lot about a world class academic experience with a world class swimming experience. And I don't think there are very many coaches that can walk into a young woman's home and offer the best of both that, that I've been able to. And um, and yeah, it hasn't always been easy and it still isn't easy. And I think it's how you, you frame those challenging times. So you, let them bring out the best in you. Do you let you? Do you learn something new about yourself, or your environment, or your new AD, or or whatever it is? And, and do you grow from it, or do you let that frustrate you and get get um, get you down? And and I've spent a lot of time and energy on myself trying to make sure that when those challenging situations arise that it brings out the best in Terry. And therefore, I think, um, you know, I can, I can share those lessons and, and help the women that I get to work with, not only do that in the pool, but probably more importantly, be able to do that in the years after the pool, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, really good answer. And there's a lot there and, and I want to unpack a little bit of it, but what was some of the struggles you think early on with, with, with Terry? That, that you were facing that that maybe you had to address that, that you answered you feel like
1: I think um, you, you know when I when I started coaching at SC obviously as an assistant you're implementing someone else's program you know yeah. and and then you get the opportunity as, as I got to Fresno State and um, quite candidly thought I had ended up in the swimming abyss I was kind of like well um, you know what are you doing but but I didn't I wasn't worried about what the athletes were thinking, what I was thinking. I mean, my swimming background was very non-traditional. My mom was prim- my primary swimming coach, and I had a lot of success. And then I went to college and had, you know, a real coach, and really didn't get any better. And kind of learned a lot of things about um, myself and how um, that have translated into my 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 coaching. And and so I think when I'm at Fresno and And the level of expectations was so low that, I mean, anything I would have done was, was moving us in in the right direction. I remember the first day, like someone asking me what we do after conference. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, we, we don't swim from, you know, February to August. And I'm like, well, we do, (laughs) you know, and, and, and so kind of building on that, I was really free in my own mind to, um just trust my gut and do some non-traditional things and, and just create this overall experience. And then I get to Cal. That's a, you know, a, a North Thornton's here, Karen Thornton had such a um, you know, a, a great program. And, and, and I kind of, I know in my mind thought, okay, I coach better athletes. Now I'm on a better program. I need to, I don't really think it was conscious. I think more sub subconscious, like, okay, I go to a a swimming clinic and I listen to a Richard quick or, you know, a Mark Schubert or, or, you know, John or any of the, the um, Eddie tip, you know, the, the strong male figures in, Mm. in our, um, in our sport. And I, I remember always kind of going, well, I don't, I don't really like look at it that way. And, and so I, I, I think what really happened is I started trying to be like other people rather mm. than be the best version of Terry. And right. when I was really struggling, I just it 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 just became obvious that I to me or, and you know through talking to to people whether they be per, you know professionals, I I started working with um, Kathy Wickstrand um, mm-hmm. after she got out of coaching um, and was life coaching. Um, really, like, very instrumental in my career, and and more of that was just working on me and and having me have a better understanding of what my strengths were, what my weaknesses are, what can I do to improve my weaknesses, what you know, how can I use my strengths to my advantage, and and I think the the main takeaway from all that is just don't don't try to be the second best Richard Quick or Mark Schubert, try to be mm. the best. Terry McKeever. And that's going to appeal to some people and it's not going to appeal to other people. And, and that's okay. That doesn't mean I'm doing something wrong because not everybody agrees with it or wants to be around that, um, you know, day in and day out. So um, that that's something whenever I get a chance to talk at a clinic, like that's, that's my biggest takeaway in life is just go be the best version of yourself, not the second best version of of whoever your mentor is you know
0: <laughs> yeah well great point were, were there other women around in that era like you you talk about a lot of men right there and 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 certainly it was male dominated you know uh, back in the 80s and 90s but were there other women that you could look to, to that you could turn to that you could even even talk to
1: i think one of my life lessons is um, t- that realizing now that asking for help is a s- sign of strength, not a sign of weakness. Um, sure. I'm, I'm the oldest of ten um, in my family, and mm. my biological father passed away. Well, actually, was in a coma for almost two years and passed away when I was six. So. Like my whole upbringing was like, I am the help, right? Like you, mm. you, don't, go, you don't go ask for help. I I am the help. I'm supposed <laughs> so to have the answers. And, mm. and, you know, one of the things I was so excited about getting the job here at Cal was to be able to be on the deck with someone like Nort. And I bet it took me three, four years before I really had an authentic conversation with Nort because I was so... I don't know if intimidated is the right word, but I didn't want to ask a stupid question. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to him to think I didn't know what I was doing. And, and I, I missed out. I, I, I know I missed out, you know, and, and I learned a lot by watching, but the next step to watching is to follow up with questions. Right. And if you don't do that, I I had to get to the point where I knew that that asking for help was a way that I was going to, um, progress as as not only a coach but um you know as as an individual and and so me asking kathy for help like i still don't even know when or how i did it but i can <laughs> remember going to instable like early on in my career here as as a cal coach and i i just was like how can northwestern have relays that are in the top eight and they don't have anybody in the in the you know top eight individually like Mm. like what's going on you know and 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 they're laughing and they're having fun and and it just it just was like like this doesn't make sense to me something's going on that doesn't you know like one plus one should equal two but one plus one was equaling like five and I, I just I I knew that I needed to like I needed to be brave enough to ask somebody like hey um like you know would you be able would you be willing to um help me so and I I don't think people weren't willing to help me at that time I just don't think I um I was open to it and that's that's more of like like I said earlier like me getting in a place where where I can hear what other people have have to offer and and can and and can take it so um you know I I don't know so much uh, um you know, one thing that, uh, Susan Teeter and, and Jean Freeman and Cindy Gallagher, there's, there's a, a group of about 20, uh, or 2012 women that started this women's summit that some yeah. people have, have heard about. And, and to me, that was a really, um, not so much at the beginning, but I think sort of the middle of my career, really, really important to just be able to go somewhere and say, Hey, I'm struggling with, with this. And, um, and, and hear that some people were having the same struggles. You know, I think as coaches, we don't want to, we don't want to share our struggles because it might get used against us in recruiting or, or we'll look like we don't have the answers or whatever. Yeah. And so having a place to go, Hey, I'm struggling with this, or, you know, has anybody experienced this before was really freeing and, um, And, you know, I have a lot of little things that go through my head as I say that. Like, I I can remember saying to Kathy at one point, like, I don't understand why I'm so tired. And she's like, you know, Terry, every coach I'm talking to is tired right now. Or or like another, you know, later on in the years, like, Terry, have you ever realized like they're 18 and you're like 40 now? I'm I'm like, whoa, you you know, like, that's a good point. (laughs) Now it's like you're older than their parents, (laughs) you you know, So it, um, you you know, little things like that, that I, I feel like the investment that I've made in myself through the years have, um, have not only helped me professionally and, and, and personally, but, but they've helped the people that I've been able to coach and interact with.
0: Yeah. I love it. Great answer. I appreciate that. Now, listen, let me ask you something kind of open-ended and broad. What, What do you think makes a great swimmer?
1: I think a great swimmer, well, it also depends what, what is a great swimmer. So to me, like when I hear there's two things, a great swimmer is a Natalie Coughlin, is a Dan- Dana Vollmer who reaches the heights of their, of their craft. And then a great swimmer is also someone who reaches their full potential. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. um, people don't have maybe the, the talent, um, Physical, mental, emotional—to like do some of the things that the you know the the best of the best can do. But um, if somebody can come into my program and evolve into the best version of themselves from an athletic perspective as well, as other things—that's um, that, a great, to, you know.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I had, my, I had my dog barking in the background. <laughs> oh,
1: your dog is up there.
0: Yeah. Speaking of dogs, I heard you've got a special dog named Cody. Is that correct? Yes, I do. <laughs> tell, me, tell me about Cody.
1: uh Cody actually was supposed to be for uh for my mom. My mom um, passed away uh, two years ago. She had Parkinson's for about fifteen years, and um her dogs were really important to her as she became an empty nester and, and, um, she lost her, her dog, Jake. And so my husband and I were like, okay, he was a, a, a lab. She had two labs, uh, most recently. And, and so we're like, okay, we could get her a smaller dog, won't shed, you know, could sit in her lap, it'll keep her company. And so we found this, this, uh, miniature poodle and, um, picked it up in central California and, um, we got to my parents house for christmas and you know all the craziness of all the nieces and nephews i have 27 nieces and nephews and and whatnot and after about two days and sort of my where my mom's health had deteriorated and and my dad was her um caregiver i'm like i said to my husband i'm like jerry like this this isn't gonna work this is too much for them like i said you know maybe one of my siblings we'll, um, we'll take Cody and my mom named Cody and see Cody has the same birthday as my mom. So I thought it was a universe, like (laughs) aligning and and Jerry, all of a sudden goes, well, the little guy's kind of grown on me. Like, why don't we keep him And I'm like, are you serious? And and (laughs) so so we did. And I'll be honest, I didn't know that you could, um, we had dogs growing up, but they were mainly outdoor dogs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cody, uh, you know i i feel like cody is a gift from my mom when my mom can't be here like um he's just brought so much love and joy and um yeah it's kind of it's kind of cool
0: yeah no listen i got i got the dog luna she's she's back there but um she's a (laughs) spanish water dog but yeah she's amazing too i love i love um but I have a Cody as well. I've got a Cody that I'm coaching right now and uh, he's, he's doing pretty good. But um, Sarah Dunleavy told me to, to ask you about um, Cody. I actually asked her, I was like, give me some questions for Terry. She gave me some really good questions and okay. she, she said she loved working with you. She loved um, her time at Cal. So she speaks very, very highly of you by the way. So um, she, she gave me a couple of good questions to ask you, but um, let me ask you this. So in terms of the coaching in the last 10 to 15 years, I saw some changes when I was at Auburn. I, I could see things evolving and things things changing. What have you seen in the last 10, 15 years in terms of the type of athletes that you're coaching and and, and how your coaching has has changed in that time?
1: Um, you know, this, this makes me sound old, but I, I, I definitely feel like... Um, some athletes or student athletes students are showing up not quite as resilient as they have been um mm-hmm. you know whether that's parenting whether that's social media i think there's a lot of variables um i think that uh one of the main things i see is just their their coping skills when when things get tough are um Pretty minimal, uh, you know, where it, like they they have to be developed, and and um, that like a little thing can uh, knock them off their track. I and the ability to really distinguish between I've used this with my um, supervisor here is like you know, I broke my nail. I'm really upset. Or, you know, my mom called and my grandmother has cancer. Like mm. that evolves sort of the same emotional upheaval and, and, and where both could be bad. They're not really like, we don't need to get all worked up because you broke your nail, you know, yeah. like and, and, and I I think so being able to kind of um, regulate that and, and just, I, I really feel like the, how, The the desire to please um, other people is is higher than ever, and the unhealthy comparisons I think are are Mm. really not good for um, any of us. I mean, I've said this before. I if if there was social media when when I first got here at Cal, there's no way I'd still be coaching because I had my own sort of demons in my own head, but. Mm I mean I I feel pretty confident about what I've done but like I can get on a website and read something about myself that makes me feel kind of crappy um and <laughs> and I you know I can't even imagine now the the pressure of of you know people being able to comment on your performance or your choice of school or Um, You know, if you mess up, it's, it's pretty out there. And um, I just think it's, it's got to be pretty tough to be, um, you know, a high school to, you know, probably 15 to 25 is a tough time anyway, but I think it's exceptionally hard right now.
0: Do you think you have advantage now at all? Uh, You know, from your perspective, being a female coach, head of a female program do you feel like you have advantages over your male counterparts
1: uh yes and no I mean I think I think sometimes as a female I can say some things that a male wouldn't be able to say um I I think because I've probably had success I can say things in in a way where I can back them up now you know you know um An example might be, you know, the team says they want to win a national title and I can say, okay, well, I'm the only one that's done that. So this is what I'm seeing. And this is what I think needs to be better. You know, I don't think, I know I wouldn't have said that early on. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think that um, men and women are different, not one better than the other, but I think sometimes men don't see the subtleties of all the little things that go on in a women's only environment. And, and I pick those up because i've either been a part of it or someone's done it to me or 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 whatever you know i a couple years ago i remember saying to the girls like "We're you're acting like you're in junior high and you know like did anybody like junior high and they're like no i go i didn't like junior high and it was 45 (laughs) years ago like so why are we pretending we're in junior high you know (laughs) and i'm not sure like a a male coach would um uh, be able to say that with the same sort of um it wouldn't connect in the same way, just like, I don't think I, I think I could connect with a male athlete, but it would have to be a different, different connection. You know, Um, I I do believe that coaching is still all about uh, relationships and, and trust and respect and, um, and, you know, that male, female, it's, it's like, I, I think I have some women that are, driven more by like sort of male tendencies. And then I have some women that are more, you know what, like their feminine traits might be more prevalent. And so I think it's, it's being able, you know, being being aware of that and then knowing how to, excuse me, as a coach um, have a conversation or have an interact, you know, when, when do you give them a hug and when do you give them a kick in the butt? You know, I think that's, that's the art of coaching, right. That um, can, can, take somebody to that next level when they don't know yet, maybe they can do it themselves.
0: Tell me, uh, I appreciate that answer too, by the way. Um, You know, there were times where I'd go into, or there were times I'd have team meetings and I had no idea what I was talking about. So I I get you on that. But um, there are also times where I'd be recruiting against you. And I, and I just think to myself, Oh, Cal's been here. Terry's been here they're going to cow you know in my mind it was like you you beat me already you know like that's just the way I felt so um I, I felt like you Other
1: had. would feel that way <laughs>
0: <laughs> I felt like like you look you'd establish yourself mm-hmm. um you're a great female leader I felt like that look if I was a female and, and and Terry Terry was recruiting me I'd be going to swim for Terry so that's the way I was feeling so but in terms of um I don't even remember what I was going to say now, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, look, in, in terms of uh, being a woman in that position, do you think uh, that has heightened those challenges for you or has that helped you in, in those challenges? You know, the, the things that you were just talking about, being, being a female, has that, has that helped you or hurt you in the last 10 years, you think?
1: I think in the last 10 years, it's probably helped. Um, I think that if you've done your swimming homework, like you know that Terry McKeever, like you know, maybe some of the credentials, but I think what hopefully you also know is that I'm very passionate about um, coaching the whole person that I'm passionate about empowering women, you know, and and, um, that you come here. it's going to be much more than what the workout is. I'm going to ask much more of you than um, just showing up for practice every day. Some people want that, some people don't. I'm going to hold you um, accountable to what you say your goals and aspirations are. And if if I don't think you're, you know, like your actions need to meet your words. And if they're not, I'm going to bring that to your attention. And I'm going Mm. to ask the change what you're saying or change your, your actions. You know, you don't get to say one thing and then show up a a different way. I, I I, I want, I want that uh, authentic authenticity in that your words and your actions uh, match, you know, I've heard that.
0: Yeah. I've heard that about you for sure. I've heard a couple of other things. Let me, let me see if this is accurate too. If an athlete wants to meet with you, they have to send you an email and tell you what they want to meet about. Is that true? That is Pretty true.
1: Yeah. I, I love I,
0: that, by the way. I love it.
1: Yeah. I, I, I mean, you can talk to me. It's not like I yeah. need, a know, and I need, well, like, sure. but I do, I do much better. This is part of knowing what, um, like, if you were to call me Brett and said, Terry, I want to meet with you. I, I would be like, oh God, what, what happened? Like, <laughs> what, I would like be like, do I, what do I have to do? What should I, but if, if you write me an email or send me a text and say, Terry, I want to meet with you about, um, a conflict I have with my class and yeah. just tell what it is, it'll take five minutes that like that, then I can come in and we can be very intentional. If, if I Not will true. make up a story or, and like, I, I want to know too, like, how much time do you need so that I can give you my time and attention and not like, don't tell me you need 10 minutes where you really need 40 and then be upset with me. If that 20 I've said, out oh, Hey, I'm sorry. I, I got to go do something else. Yeah. You know? So I think it's also really, it, it requires them to like really be honest with themselves too, about what, what do I want to talk about and how much time do I really need? Right. Mm-hmm. If, like if you, as individuals we need to learn to ask for what we need and we need to be realistic in what we need and then when we ask someone can give it to us or they can say no or they can come up with a compromise right Mm -hmm. and and so it's it's asking them to take ownership in what you need and um so that i can i can decide or like when i um Sure. When I give that to you, you know, like even, even this week, I've got some other things going on away from the pool. And so when I sent out the training schedule, I just reminded the girls, I I don't need anything. I just want you to know this is going on. I've got a little bit extra on my plate. So when I've had a couple of people ask for time this week, you know, that they, they, they say, Hey, I really need it this week, or it can wait till next week. And, and it just, it just, it makes things cleaner, right? Yeah. They don't, to make up a story that like, oh, she said she won't meet with me with Monday. She's maybe she's mad at me or, or whatever. It's like, no, I've already told you why I can't do it right now. And then I've asked you to decide, is it necessary to do it now? Or can it wait until, you know, Monday when, when some of the other things are, are resolved and, and um, I don't know, cause I've never worked in a business or whatever, but I'm, I'm I mean, that's how an effective um, to me coaching, Running the team, everything, technique, it's all about efficiency. It's all about like, mm-hmm. where am I now and how do I be more efficient? And that's, that's, um, that request is asking so that I can be efficient and I can be in a place where I can give them what, what they might need. And if nice. I can't, or if I'm too tired or I've got something else going on, I, I then can put it to the next day so that I can give that, that person what they need.
0: I love that. Yeah, that's really good advice. And and the people that are listening are going to eat this up. This is good stuff. This is uh, stuff that you just, uh, you know, you learn on the job. And this is is really good um, experience advice. So I appreciate that. Now, the other thing I heard is that, you know, a swimmer would come into your office and say, hey, I qualified for NCAAs, I want an increase in scholarship. And your response to them would be, I mean that was that was a given when you signed up to come to Cal is like you were going to qualify for NCAA's. It wasn't, you know. So I was like, is that true too? Like, you know, the the you, you're expected. I
1: mean, yeah, I mean, I think it I think it depends case by case. I mean, I've been blessed that I mean I've got someone on the team now that came for books that is a NCAA finalist. That I'm not going to sit here and just give her books for the next year. If yeah, I, sure. like I've always tried to. Um, to have, you know, some that I could reward people either yeah. long-term or short-term I think is really important. Um, sure. I think the, the thing that, that um, I think this definitely has changed in the last, you know, five to 10 years is, is that um, I think the NCAA has gone very much towards student athlete welfare and protecting the student athlete. And I definitely am for that. And I think that the student athlete and their family need to understand when you make a commitment and there's finances around, there's, there's a business part of that that um, is, is, is part of the um, expectation. Now, I'm not saying that you have to perform at a certain level, but the intention of being there. Like I'm blown away by how many people will recruit now and they won't even tell you that they're not coming. You know, they put it on social media and don't even you know, acknowledge it or they send you a text or whatever. I, Mm -hmm. I just think if, if myself or Danny or we're making the, the girls are, are recruiting and sharing our time and our energy and effort, I just think common courtesy says like, we deserve a phone call. Like, Hey, I, is it uncomfortable? Yes. (laughs) But that's also like, um, that that's what you do. Like, when you respect that someone's giving you that time and, and, and effort, you know? Um, And, and I think, you know, I, I I've said this to families before, you know, people always want to know if I swim faster, will I get more money? And I was like, yeah, I mean, we'll do what we can. Uh, And I said, but do you know, in 30 plus years of doing this, I've only had one athlete that has come in after she underperformed and said, "I know I underperformed, and you probably have to take scholarship <laughs> away," but I really want to come back, you know. And and um, and I I mean I I didn't take it away, and and it it actually was Lauren Boyle of all people, like mm-hmm. and, and from I New Zealand. That, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I think you know she struggled her first year, and and she you know first thing she did was like, like I I know I didn't do what you probably expected, like like but I really want to come back. And I was like, well, you're coming back, you know, but, but the whole mindset of like, to her, it was, she knew there was expectations. I think there there's expectations. And I think the student athlete has an expectation of from, from me, if if I walk into your home, and I say that I want to you know, you tell me you want to be an All-American, you want to make an Olympic team, or you want to represent your country internationally, I don't get to say, oh, yeah, yeah, and then go on vacation for two months after the collegiate seasons over, Mm -hmm. like, during, you know, during the time. I'm not saying the expectation is just on the, or the, the agreement isn't just that the student athlete needs to live up to I have a responsibility to live up to something and Mm -hmm. and when I feel like I can't do that anymore. That's time for me to step away like like these women that are here now they don't care they shouldn't care that this is my 29th year because you know what it might be their first their second or their third Mm -hmm. and I owe them the best of me right, then I don't, like, it's not fair for me to go through the motions, just like it wouldn't be appropriate for them to go through the motions, you know? Well, that's a good
0: segue into my next question, actually. Uh, this this one comes from Sarah. She said, what things do you do for yourself that allow have allowed you to be in the profession for over 25 years and continue to have success? So in terms of what you're saying there, in terms of giving the best to the first-year athlete, you know, the best version of Terry, how have you managed to you know, allow time for yourself, but at the same time, come back with the same energy and and vigor that you're going to give the first year athlete.
1: I mean, honestly, that's probably been the place I've spent the most money and the most time talking to people, (laughs) money, as far as like, you know, counseling or working, strategizing, working with people. But, um, I really, really had to learn how to, um, unplug and, and plug in and plug in. I, I, very much for many, many years, just would go, 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 go. And then I would crash and burn. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and I had to learn that it was almost like if I stopped, it was worse than if I just kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going. Mm. I had to learn how to like unplug, like whether that, you know, I, I, I love my people magazine. If I want to sit on the couch and and read people magazine for Mm -hmm. an hour. Like, I don't want to feel guilty for that, that I should be doing a making a recruiting call or doing something else. It's like I need to do that so that like that just will give me a, a checkout time. Um, been very uh, fortunate. My husband and I have a second home down by the ocean. That's about an hour and a half from here. And that's been a huge part in the last 10 years. If, if we hadn't made that decision as, as a couple and been fortunate enough to do it, I, I know I wouldn't be coaching and um and then i talk about it to the girls like i i think i have to model that behavior um we we have what we call a free fall weekend in the fall and the requirement is friday saturday sunday you can't train and you need to do something to go fill your bucket to fill your well and you know it's on the schedule just like a meet is you know and if that means you go home if that means You go with your roommate and you have a nice dinner in the city and you, you know, spend the night in the city. Uh, People have gone camping, you know, with, with, um, uh, with one another. The guys have started to, to do it a little bit um, now. And, and I talk about times where I think that for anybody to be successful in this sport, I just think it's so demanding. I think that You you have you have an ebb and a flow in your career, an ebb and a flow in the season, and there's times when it's appropriate to stay up to study so that you do really well, and then there's Mm. times where no, you just have to go to bed, you know. And then your job is to manage those um, so that you can be the best in the classroom, that you can be the best at the swimming pool, or and for the workout, that you know, um, and and it. I always tell the girls, like, I'm in charge of four hours a day, but how many hours are there in a day in yeah. 24? So how many are you in charge of? You know, you're in charge of 20. So who has a greater influence of what, how, how this is going to go? You, you know, that it's, it's a partnership, but it's not at this stage of the game. I'm a firm. You know, you don't make NC2As because you're more fit. You make NC2As because you like everybody's fit. That's going to go to NC2As. Yeah. Everyone fit that's going to go to trials. Like it's it's not a fitness game. I mean, it it, it that's a given. Yeah. But next step is are, are all those little things, and that includes you know you're sleeping, you're you're eating, you're taking care of your academics, you're taking care of your social responsibilities. It's um, if something's bothering you going, seeing a counselor, like going to a doctor before your shoulders, like really, really hurting. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's taking ownership of all the things that factor into your performance. And, um, and, and then, like I said, asking for the help and, and, and getting guidance and not, not just, um, like I want somebody to walk out of here and be able to advocate for themselves, and and um, whether it it be at a job interview or a doctor's appointment or or uh, talking to a instructor, and and um, you know it's it's not to be, um, it's to take ownership in your own life journey, you know.
0: Yeah. I just remembered what I was going to ask you earlier too. I think there's separators with some of the best, you know, there's separators with the best athletes and there's separators with the best coaches. There's things that they do that just separate them. And, you know, there's certainly things that you do that separate you from everybody else. You don't, you do you don't just do what everybody else does. Obviously you, you do what you believe in and and what works for you. So what do you think some of those things are that, that, that you do that separate you from everybody else in, in terms of just the pool itself, let's say.
1: I think I'm willing to take risk. Um, I think I'm willing to look outside of the box and go down a, a road for a little while and go, yeah, I want to keep going or like, oops, that's not the direction I want to go. We're going to go this way. Um, so I, I think that's with someone who comes here needs to be open-minded in, um, this, this is my analogy of what I think we can offer here as a program that by, by the time we're recruiting you, you already have your bachelor's in swimming. Mm-hmm. And what I want to do is I want to help you get your master's and your PhD. Right. And so just like in an academic realm, when you're working on your master's and your PhD, you don't throw out what you learned in your while you were getting your bachelor's, you take mm-hmm. some of those same concepts and ideas and you start looking at them from different perspectives and, and you start talking about them differently. You start going, Hmm, I've never thought about it like that. Well, maybe I, I could think about it. You collaborate, you know, and those are the things that, that are important to me in, in our program is collaboration, like is, is um, a responsibility to uh, take ownership in uh, you, you know, like I, I tell the girls in practice a lot, like I build the scaffolding and then your job is to put in the different pieces that apply mm. to you. Because by nature of what I'm doing, coaching a collegiate program, I basically am starting over every season, right? Because there's, there's new people coming in. And so if you're a senior in my program and you only listen or pay attention to maybe like what the the, the scaffolding part, and you haven't taken ownership in going forward, you might not be getting better because I might be down here for the first couple of months where you, you need to be not only doing what I'm asking you to do, but taking your own interpretation of like, okay, when we do this, this is where I can pay attention. This is how it relates to my performance. I, I'm very much about training to perform, not training to train. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I think performing is different than um, training. And I think you can improve your performance skills in areas besides the pool. I think you can do that dance. I think you can do that in the weight room. I think you can do that public speaking. I, you know, I think there's there's a lot of things that I ask or expect us to do that that are about building your skill set, so that when you get to the block, you get to the interview, you get to the exam, you can draw upon that that toolbox. And even though it's still a hundred freestyle, this hundred free today on March 3rd requires different tools than it will on March 5th, or even in a prelim to a final. And so I have to have enough knowledge of what's in my chest, what things in my chest toolbox are. Uh, reliable skills and which ones do I need to keep working on it's like that? So that's when after you go and perform and if you tried something and it's not reliable yet, your job then is when we're training is to train that and connect that to your racing. It's not just to do the training piece. You have to bring that connection to what the race was.
0: Is that the separator with the champions that you've noticed? You know, you've had a lot of women come through your program year in, year out, but you've had, a couple of champions that really stand out, you know, like the, the Dana Vollmer's and, you know, the Natalie Coghlan's and, and, I mean, clearly they're talented, no doubt. Right. But what are the, what are the separators with, with women like that? What are things that really separate them from the pack?
1: I think um, a, a willingness to um, continue to learn, be a, a constant learner, um, you know, not just like take Natalie, you know, yeah, it's, it's like, Natalie did this in swimming well what's Natalie doing now she writes a cookbook she has her own winery you know Mm -hmm. like so Natalie when I look at Natalie I see a woman that 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 is constantly learning finding something that interests her and then diving in deep in it and Mm -hmm. trying to perfect it you know I I see that with Dana and um Caitlin was kind of the same the Mm -hmm. the same way and then an ability to um yourself out there day in and day out you know not just when it's convenient but um when no one's looking like what what do you where do you go internally when you say this is important to you and nobody's looking do you still hold yourself to that highest dream possible or does that dream scare you you know Mm. uh, i think that's that's uh another thing and and then just um yeah, I mean, those are the main things that I think of. Like a, an, a, and and they're, they have, they're comfortable in their own skin. Um, and if they're not, they're willing to do the work to get comfortable in their own skin.
0: Yeah, I like that. That's really good advice there. Tell me this, what, what drives you? Like what, what, what gets you out of bed? Why do you keep coming back to this year in, year out? Like you're in your 29th season. What's the thing that's driving you?
1: I think some of those same things like, um, because like, we don't coach like a widget. Like I was telling the girls, like, if I just want to ride a practice, I could go be like a horse trainer, right. (laughs) But it's, it's, it's like the, it's the personal struggle and successes that, that are exciting to me. It's it's seeing like we have a, a young lady, Elise Garcia, that this fall did her best time and um, she's a junior, did, her lifetime, uh, like, did a lifetime best for the first time in five years. She just made NC2As and like that journey and how hard she worked, not just in the pool, but how hard she worked on Elise and now how she knows that Elise deserves this. That's the kind of stuff that gets me out of bed you know it might be um a letter from somebody that y- y- you know is hey, hey i you know i like what i learned swimming in the program is um is is helping me in my career you, you know just just recently with pac 12s um and 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 you know being fortunate enough to win and seeing our trainer that's been with us for eight years and she's she was on this whole, um, email, uh, or text line of like, I guess there was 18 of them and they were going back and commenting and re- remembering different things. <laughs> and, then, and then when we were, we were outside social distance eating afterward and, and, um, the, like seeing those alums on the phone and then seeing the, the team itself, like, taking pictures with the trophy and just smiling and, and like how happy they were. Like, it was just, I don't know. I just had this like moment of like, that's, that's what you, you do it for. And, and like everyone scored and, and I love that about college swimming is it's not, you know, you don't win a Pac-12 championship or NCAA championship by one person. You win it with with a team right that buys in and the selflessness and and the commitment day in and day out in those relationships and then to see these women that have been out you know two five seven years and then i i actually had another string that was sending it to me and like there was like three of them in there i didn't even have their phone number anymore i, I knew i was like well they must be someone that and these people graduated around like 2000 to 2004 and and I was like that's that's the cool thing and that's the blessing of being able to, to be somewhere for so long as um, you know you have you have this like l- legacy of, of women that that now you get to see them have their own kids and be successful in their mm. careers and and um, it, that's that's pretty cool I' I'm, I feel very um, yeah I just feel really really uh, fortunate and blessed in in that you know, that, that um, I still have a relationship with many people that were here.
0: Yeah. Congratulations on the championship, by the way, we've been speaking for almost an hour and I haven't even congratulated you on the, <laughs> the championship. <laughs> uh, this, this podcast is going to come out a couple of days before NCAA. So, you know, what's your, what's your chances? How are you feeling about that meet?
1: Um, I think Virginia and uh, NC state are definitely going to be tough. I mean, it's, it's, It's interesting that, that, um, the, um, you know, the shift has, has definitely gone East here. I can remember where the PAC 12 would, you know, we'd maybe have five of the top eight or something. Mm. Definitely not in that situation right now. Um, I think that, um, there's been great programs. I think Texas has done a great job. I think this is, I just want to applaud anybody that has coached or or swam through this year. I mean, the, you know, there are just so many different challenges and, um, like so many things that, you know, you, like we've said, like I've done this for decades and, and I really have had to draw upon, um, a lot of past experience, but also just go by the seat of my pants. You know, I never, I did, I, I didn't, you know, we're trying to train. I really struggled this year with like how much do we talk about what we want to do as a team when I don't even know if we're gonna be able to have a dual meet? I don't know if they I mean, we couldn't even find a pool for Pac Twelves until like mm. maybe like the middle of January. You know, I mean, we're still sitting there on these Zoom meetings going, well, no one will take us. <laughs> you know, what are we gonna do? <laughs> and and so um, I mean, there's a tiny bit of me that's like, okay, I if I can make it through that Friday before we leave for Pac Twelves, um. Or excuse me, NCs. I'm like, oh, we'll get we'll get further um, further than we did last year, but it's it's just been a, a really tough year for a lot of different reasons and a lot of different um, people and and very different, I think, in different parts of the country and and so um, I just applaud anybody and and you know let's just celebrate that we're gonna we're gonna get to go and and these young men and women whether they be swimmers or basketball players or gymnasts that they get to do what they love you know it, um, it's been hard as a, a as an adult to with the social distancing and all the requirements i i can't even imagine what a bummer it must be to be in high school or college and a year plus has has been with just so so many restrictions you know it's sometimes i feel like i'm always talking about what we can't do instead of you know, what we can, um, and I just, I, I keep telling the girls, like, write down this stuff, because when you're my age, you're going to forget, and you're going to be able to, it, it's going to be better stories than, you know, we walk to school uphill, barefoot in the snow, you know, like, <laughs> like, um, so uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's I hope that that it can, um, as we move through this, I, I think there's some things that that we're learning about ourselves and the way we do things that i think we probably should keep doing and then I, I think we're learning that you know don't think don't take things for granted like um you know it it it's the longest i've ever been off the deck like we didn't have the pool open and there were some um you know it just gave me time to like do some different things and think about things in different ways and um and so it it's it's I, I think the universe is trying to tell us something, and I feel like our goal is to collectively and individually just go, hey, what am I supposed to be learning? And in anytime there's a challenge, I just think we're supposed to be learning something. If 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 I'm having a personal challenge, I need to ask myself like, what what am I what do I need to learn right now? If we're having a universal challenge, I think we need to yeah. slow down. And go. Okay, what what are we supposed to be learning from all this? You know.
0: Yeah. Well, listen. If the I've seen your teams come to NCAA's and they always come ready to, to race and, and they're prepared to swim fast. So I know you guys are going to do really well. Uh, just let's just finish on this then, because I appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for this. But listen, you know, do you have any advice for for women? How do we keep women in in coaching? You know, how you know you've been at this so long now. Is there something you can say that has helped you? You know, stay in this game profession for, for a long period.
1: I mean, I, I think it's um, to give yourself some grace <laughs> and that you don't have to be perfect at this. You don't um you don't have to have all the answers. Um you have to trust yourself and you need to ask for help when you need it. Um I think you need to find strong mentors, um, mm-hmm. and not just Female mentors, but male mentors. I mean, if if someone like a Greg Troy or or Mark or Dave Salo or you know many other Frank Bush mm-hmm. people like that, Jack Barley hadn't really um, supported me when I, particularly when I first started doing the international stuff, mm-hmm. it would have been. Um, I don't know if I would have been able to to keep going because it it did feel isolating at at times, you know. And and I'm very um, humbled and honored to be the first, but I really want there to be a day when there isn't a story that there's a female coach on a, you know, an Olympic staff or a or a national staff, or that a young woman or a young man doesn't have to go. Hmm, I don't know if I want to be coached by a woman or mm. you know. Um, and I don't think we're there yet, unfortunately. And um, but I think that we have to do what we can to um, keep the right people, men and women i um, in coaching. I still think coaching is, is about educating and empowering people. Um, and you know, we, we need, and it, that, that to me, I, coaching is a lifestyle. It's a commitment to, um, giving of yourself. And I think early on I gave of myself at the expense of myself. I feel part of, you know, in working with Sarah and other people, part of what I hope Sarah or Danny or, or, or Kristen have learned in working with me. It's not, you don't give up yourself to, um, to advance your career or for your student athletes. It's, it's about um, empowering them so that um, they can, they can be their best, whether you're there or, or not. And you can model what that looks like. And I don't think early on, I modeled appropriate. I modeled that I I thought that if I was going to be a good coach, I had to be there all the time mm-hmm. for athletes, and I don't think that's what a good coach does. I think a good coach sets boundaries, like we mm-hmm. were talking about, what, um, and is is there to guide and empower, but isn't there to enable and and you know pick up pick up the pieces or to be taken advantage of. That I'm going to clean up the mess or I'm going to do what whatever it, it is, you know. And and so I I think that we have to um, I, I just, you know, I I want, I wanted to be a teacher. I didn't really want to be a coach. And I feel like that I am a teacher and that's, um, it's the best kind of teaching because it's not 25 people every hour. It's 25 people for four years to 10 years, 12 years, like with someone like Natalie and, and not only, um, like that's just enriched enriched my life because I've really been able to see that growth in others as well as mm-hmm. as myself and so um, I I just think that's what God or whoever put me here to do was to um, to to teach and hopefully inspire and and not just me inspire them but them to inspire me as as they've done
0: so. yeah. Well, listen, I appreciate this. Um, I think when all is said and done, I think you're going to go down as one of the top three coaches in, in U.S. swimming history. There's no doubt about that. Um, you've done an exceptional job over many years and you're still doing it. Um, good luck at NCAAs in the in a couple of weeks. And um, thank you for this. I really appreciate it.
1: I, I appreciate what you're doing. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: Absolutely. Thanks, Terry. Take care, OK? okay.
1: All right. All right, bye-bye. Bye.